0: If the Joker is so evil, why doesn't he molest children?
1: Brace. That would be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what's crazy? He's never done it. So. uh, (laughs) Doesn't he kill
0: children as far as I know? Well, first of all, he's
1: supposed to be like an antihero. So no pedo antiheroes. He's
0: supposed to be an antihero?
1: I mean, isn't he?
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess so.
1: Is there a Batman in this movie? I haven't seen Joker yet.
0: Uh, No, I don't think so.
1: Everyone says it's terrible.
0: Well, but also everyone's like.
1: Did people actually think it was going to be good? Is my real question.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They're like, this is okay. like taxi driver.
1: Tamper your, tamper your expectations.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking of River Phoenix. What if River Phoenix was in it?
1: Well, he's dead.
0: I know. But what if? But, that would, that so would be you the real Joker's trick. But trip. if
1: they were to like, if they wanted to one up themselves on incel Joker. Yeah. Pedo Joker. Yeah.
0: He'd be like, you know, they're just drawings of That's young girls. The, like, isn't,
1: that, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that like what the Pied Piper is?
0: The Pied Piper is a, uh, absolutely. Pedo Joker.
1: Uh, he even wears like f- he's like boomerangs, basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, the thing is, pre, I would say 1950s, 60s, uh, one in three adults was pe- a pedophile. No. Uh... Almost everyone, because they didn't know. <laughs> you couldn't know how old someone was before then. Before the advent of birth certificates, there was no proof. So you'd be like, I thought he was 18. I thought this baby was 27 years old. This
1: is not this is not works. <laughs> I'm just works.
0: bringing all these kids to this cave using my pipe. Uh, and then, what is he, puts rats in the town <laughs> after that? <laughs> He's like, I'm stealing all your children and replacing them with rats.
1: Yeah, it was like to teach a lesson, wasn't it?
0: People just, every lesson was learned pre-50s via rats and child abduction. <laughs> there was no other way. People were too stupid. Schools weren't like there That's, was no common core. Isn't that kind
1: of how the Ninja Turtles came to be? A Nin- rat abducted, yes. young turtles. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it's <laughs> it's he he made the turtles human into and, and teenagers, and then they then they wanted to fuck. Yeah, they're they're
1: with. teenagers. Yeah. They're not adult by definition. Not adult. So Pedophile. you've got a grandmaster mm-hmm. rat man.
0: Orientalist. Pied
1: piping these yeah. little teen turtles and sending them out on adult adventures doesn't uh, sound too they, above the above the.
0: Imagine being the reporter they wanted to fuck.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, what these was your name? These turtles
0: want to fucking April. April, April. April O'Neil, O'Neil of yeah. course. Uh, typical Irish. I
1: was obsessed with her when I was a kid, and when I was a kid in England, mm-hmm. I remember being out on the playground. And the boys wouldn't let me play Ninja Turtles because I was a girl. Everyone's like, we think you're Jewish and we love Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play with the turtles with us.
0: <laughs> oh, I seen you baking the blood in the mozza, mate. <laughs> you oh, can't. What?
1: <laughs> Um. Hello, guys. I'm back.
0: Liz has been res. We found her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she went into hiding after mass shooting at a Joker premiere.
1: No, that's not what happened.
0: Um, I just
1: I got sick of you, and I didn't want to do it anymore.
0: Yeah, she did. I had to go black bag her bring her back here. <laughs> waterboarded me i had to be like liz please come with me to a second location <laughs> <laughs> i will give you five thousand dollars uh do you want to intro us liz ride uh, the lightning again baby
1: hi hello welcome to turn on i'm liz
0: i embrace we are joined by young Chomsky, our producer
1: yeah and we are back, back, back,
0: back. yes uh, back from, I wouldn't even call that a hiatus, it's just been a single episode and <laughs> it happened so it wasn't a hiatus.
1: And it was just for Patreon, so all you cheapos, you didn't miss anything. Yeah,
0: you guys still think Liz has been alive this whole time instead <laughs> of resurrected by me via, all all that was left of Liz was her frozen head and penis. And I
1: had to... Uh, um, really quick before we start, yeah. I want to give a special shout out to... Long, long, long time friend of the pod, Hayden sheepler Yes, who is I believe listening, and
0: hello, Hayden.
1: <laughs> if our our friend Hayden um, is having some uh, medical issues in the family, and we just want to have all of our listeners, uh, religious or not, send some extremely large. joyous psychic energy towards the Schiebler family.
0: Think healing, love, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but seriously, send, send psychic energy towards.
1: Yes. And also um, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that Hayden has posted a uh, link to donate for some medical funds And I'll include that in our show notes if any of our listeners are feeling so inclined as they should.
0: Good idea.
1: Um, So, Hayden, we are thinking of you and your dad and your family. And thanks for listening.
0: Yes. Now to talk about Alan J W. C. Dershowitz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Our man is back in the news. I
0: love it when he comes back.
1: It's People are always like,
0: man, I can't wait till Alan Dershowitz or like, what's the other guy? Henry, they look the same. It's like the same guy to me. Henry Kissinger. I want these guys to live forever.
1: I, Henry Kissinger foils. looks like Alan Dershowitz, the bloated, decomposing corpse of Alan Dershowitz. It's
0: a, it's fantastic, dude. Imagine. It's them like just
1: a Russian doll
0: of just background like, of eyes wide shut, just fucking oh, oh, undulating on some like prostrate nineteen-year-old.
1: So disgusting.
0: Oh, some young girls are yelling at me from outside. No means <laughs> no. Time's up. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so a couple things about Mr. Dershowitz came in the news. One is that Alan Dershowitz is publishing a new book. Yes. Out in November. <laughs> Alan Dershowitz's new book will counter the hashtag Me Too movement. Oh, this,
0: should, this will end it once and for all.
1: I, you know, sometimes there's just these little things that drop down to earth, like little gifts from God. Mm-hmm. And in all of my days... I did not expect though perhaps I should have that Alan Dershowitz mired in sex scandal after sex scandal just
0: thousands of them
1: would decide that now is the time to publish his polemic against me too
0: Oh my god his mind it's beautiful
1: I mean it's you know he this is, is a this he, is a genius He is uh, I honestly
0: like this will end it. Rebecca Tracer, time's up, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the book is called Who's Rebecca Tracer? Ugh, don't even get she me started. The Obama Boys article. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Yeah, so, we don't need to talk about Tracer. Okay, go ahead then. Uh, ugh, that just put me in a bad mood. Alan, I'd rather talk about Alan Dershowitz than Rebecca Tracer. <laughs> Same we'll just, thing. We'll just leave it at that. Um, so, Alan Dershowitz's book is titled Guilt. By accusation, the challenge of proving innocence in the age of hashtag Me Too. Mm -hmm. The book is slated for release November 19th from Skyhorse Publishing and is expected to be the publicity-seeking attorney's... Gotta love the New York Post. Yeah. ...most concerted effort yet to counter the claims that he had sex with Virginia Jeffrey. So this is...
0: It's basically just to counter that claim.
1: I mean, it's kind of crazy to turn, like... (laughs) you know, turn your defense of like, basically, no, I didn't, I did not have sex with this woman who was a sex slave on Jeffrey Epstein's private island, which maybe I had been at, I don't know. Can't remember. Can't remember. um, With like a published polemic. (laughs)
0: Yes. A book.
1: A book on an entire movement that, by the way, has nothing to do with Jeffrey Epstein or these allegations against... Like, like, and this is, this is the thing too, because I am, I do like to identify mm-hmm. as hashtag me too critical. Mm-hmm. And I do have a lot of criticism that I could get into. Not going to. Yeah, it's for rich women. But that's for a different podcast. Can I say that? Uh, Yeah, I'd go further than that though, but I'm not going to. But I, there's absolutely no way that my criticism is the same as Ellen Dershowitz is.
0: What if it is?
1: And, no, there's no way. <laughs> and also... Virginia Jeffrey didn't Me Too <laughs> Alan yeah. Dershowitz. She
0: was like, you raped me. This is not a Me Too. And like, this isn't like, uh, fucking feminist currents didn't publish like Virginia Jeffrey being like, my night with Alan. Like, mm, yeah. it was
1: Virginia Jeffrey, like. Jeffrey Epstein turned me into a sex slave. My memoir published by yeah. Babe.net. She
0: wasn't like, Virginia Jeffrey has like 800 Twitter followers. She's not like a me too person. Yeah,
1: Virginia Jeffrey isn't trying to take Alan Dershowitz's job. She
0: put him, well, he's in, he's a writer sometimes and an op-ed person. So actually the, the <laughs> Epstein case was broken on the shitty men and media list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moira Donegan's new book, Guilt by Accusation. <laughs>
0: it is, yeah, it is fucking ridiculous. Uh, I cannot wait to read it. It's uh, also
1: smart. Honestly, though, it
0: is smart of Alan to try to lump himself in with me, too. Because I think a lot of people, even, like, more, let's say, or less critical people of it are like, well, what it, What did it really accomplish? Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot for, for most women. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Alan's like, yeah, look, it was all bullshit, including the one about me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, In the book, according to a spokeswoman for Skyhorse, Dershowitz is claiming to have turned over travel documents that showed he could not have had sex with Jeffrey to Julie Brown, the investigative reporter from the Miami Herald, whose stories about Epstein's alleged sex trafficking helped spur the reopening of the case. Yeah. So this is just all a bunch of, I didn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: like, or if I did it
1: Yeah, I look forward to Barry Weiss In conversation with Alan Dershowitz About the Me Too movement Forthcoming, I'm sure In the op-ed pages of the failing New York Times
0: I'm looking at more of Skyhorse Publishing's output And they have Charles Manson's Creepy Crawl The Many Lives of America's Most Infamous Family by the, Which I'm sure pales to chaos Which is a fantastic book mm. uh, And they also have Diana, Case Solved
1: Uh, Yeah, no, no. case
0: unsolved? Yeah, I would actually go ahead and say case still open. Yeah. Case might be solved on this podcast, but it's definitely not being solved by the people who also put Fix It and Forget It, the big cookbook, uh, 1,400 Best Slow Cooker Recipes.
1: Is that affiliated with Pow Wow Chow?
0: Yes. (laughs) By the way, yeah, this has nothing to do with Epstein, but just to be clear, (laughs) Elizabeth Warren wrote and actually it appears to be she plagiarized (laughs) recipes from the new york times food section for a cookbook her family put out called
1: pow wow chow i don't know if her family put it out but i believe
0: her brother put it out or her like wrote it or whatever um imagine if bernie was like yeah this is my uh, recipe for my family's ancient general cho's chicken (laughs) which my chinese grandfather (laughs) may it's ridiculous Is that not... Jews love Chinese food. We do love Chinese food. And there's actually Kaifeng Jews in China. They're Chinese Jews that converted it, I think, uh, many centuries ago.
1: Interesting. Yes. Okay, so there's... Back back to what our podcast is actually about. Although I do love to talk shit about Elizabeth Warren. There's more Dershowitz news.
0: Yes. So we enter... The realm of the legal with this. <laughs> uh, also Gershaw, known as the law. The law. The, legal, the legalities of the situation, et cetera, are thus. <laughs> uh, so, you know, everyone knows that there is these new tranch They love calling it a tranche of documents. Tranche. Coming, a tranche of documents <laughs> coming out, uh, which I am going to. I had the first uh, batch printed out tranche. in... Uh, I had the first drunch <laughs> b- printed out and put in some binders. Oh, I put them in the binders myself. Uh, Along with
1: all the women. Yeah. Remember yeah, women and binders? Cap- yeah,
0: I got some binders full of sex slaves. Uh, <laughs> anyways, there is a second tranche that is going to be released, or a judge is perhaps going to order their release. Yeah, uh,
1: judges, judges judging Yes,
0: right Uh I believe they are from the Virginia Jeffrey uh, lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell. Yes. Uh, which... Ghislaine has long been saying that, uh, oh, no, you don't need to release these. Actually, they're just totally stupid. That, like, you know, not <laughs> I mean, why would you even want to read them? It's dumb. Uh, and now there are some John Dodds because the big news around this is there are apparently 1,000 names in this, which yes. I can't wait to read about. One Bill Gates, allegedly. 1,000. <laughs> 1,000. One that's, uh,.
1: Are you doing an Austin Powers?
0: It's a Dr. Evil, though it is also played by Mike Myers. I can't do it good, so I stopped myself mid-sentence. Uh, here is from, also from the New York Post. Lawyers for the John Doe filed the letter Tuesday. Uh, this is the letter saying, please don't say that I'm a pedophile, uh, or please don't release the documents. Just a day before Epstein's self-proclaimed sex slave, Virginia Roberts Jeffrey, is expected to join her lawyers in court as they continue efforts to unseal thousands of pages of documents. Uh, but now Alan Dershowitz is actually requesting that those documents be unsealed. He has long said that these documents will somehow
1: clear his name, clear his name
0: he- by just making sure that we know everybody else is a pedophile. So it's totally normal.
1: Yeah. And so this is even weirder is that um, apparently Dershowitz is also like recorded a conversation. Mm hmm. Between him and David Boyes.
0: Who you really, who is a lawyer for some of the girls. In fact, you should call him David Girls. (laughs) He's a lawyer for some of the girls that are uh, parties, were former victims of Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Yes, that are suing. Also a lawyer for
0: Harvey Weinstein.
1: Yes, he famously is the, uh, was representing Weinstein when Weinstein allegedly hired Mossad agents. Black Cube. To sick them on journalists investigating Weinstein. Yeah. So it's very weird. Um, Dershowitz says that he transcribed the audio himself of this recording between <laughs> him and Boyd.
0: It's, it's such a baller says, move. The,
1: <laughs> says the recording captures Boys casting doubt on the claims of his firm's client, Virginia Jeffrey.
0: Yeah, and you remember he was Dershowitz has long maintained that uh, Virginia Jeffrey was made to to say to accuse Dershowitz by her lawyers and was pressured into it. He uses as evidence some emails that like could be sort of interpreted that way if you're being if you're of the mind to interpret them in that manner, but aren't certainly are not unambiguously uh, meant to read read as such.
1: I don't understand
0: that. Yeah, I, that was kind of a jumbled sentence. So. Alan Dershowitz has long maintained that Virginia Jeffrey was put up right. to, uh, to accuse him by her lawyers. In fact, I think by actually a different set of lawyers than David Boies. Um, and there are some emails that if you read them very ungenerously – they They make it seem they could make it seem that way, but it's certainly like there's a lot of ambiguity there. it's not it's not a cut and dry thing whatsoever. And obviously Alan Dershowitz allegedly did it, so it's not like, yeah, she could have just been afraid to say that he did it because now look what happens.
1: This is like one of those situations. so this is like the whole, in my opinion, mm-hmm. this is like the whole Biden Trump thing, yeah, where you're just like, there's no good side here.
0: No. Well, Virginia, Jeffrey.
1: Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about between boys oh, and yeah. Dershowitz.
0: No, no, Because
1: yeah. the stuff with boys representing these victims, we've long said, has smelled like a real limited hangout. Yes. And, like, he has been, he's like, you know, the crowd he runs with is not one that I would say is on the side of. Justice for
0: victims. <laughs> no. And especially with these uh, these totally unsurprising Lisa Bloom revelations where, well, that's Gloria Allred's daughter, right. who it turns out was working extensively for Harvey Weinstein against the victims that her mother was representing.
1: Yeah. So it's like all of these, int- I, like, first of all, I don't trust David Boyes
0: at all. I don't trust anyone over 30.
1: <laughs> but it just makes me very sad because so it's like, you know... <laughs> I don't want to, like, root for Alan Dershowitz. No. And I don't want to root for boys. Uh Uh-uh. It's like, what am I supposed to do?
0: Well, we should root for a lone gunman. Sorry, what? (laughs) Uh, yeah, don't Uh, say that. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's just one of those things where it's like people trying to find... It's like Hong Kong and China. Just kidding. Cut that. Uh, It's one of those things where it's like, I'm interested to see what happens, but I'm certainly not at anyone's corner here.
1: Yeah, I just... I wouldn't... That's the one thing I would say, like, I don't know. As much as I want to clown on Dershowitz at the same time, I don't want to clown so hard on him that then I end up protecting boys. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in my opinions, obviously, I don't have any sway over anything. Except, obviously, this podcast is very powerful. Yeah.
0: Uh, clearly so. <laughs> So speaking of Ghislaine.
1: Miss Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: You've been doing a little research.
1: Yes. So um, let's break the fourth wall a little bit here. <laughs> Brace and I were planning on a big episode on Ghislaine. Yes. And we still are. And we have some stuff to talk about with Ghislaine. But what's really crazy is the wormhole you get into... Mm-hmm. And you start looking into stuff with Ghislaine, and then, of course, her dad, Robert, and then her sisters. And that's where we maybe got a little off track.
0: Yeah. I I wish I was being pushed off a yacht right now, <coughs> because that would simplify my life immensely.
1: So let's start with Ghislaine.
0: Christmas um, baby.
1: She was born on Christmas.
0: J- you know who else was? Jesus. Himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She was born on Christmas Day, 1961, mm-hmm. allegedly,
0: from her her
1: lard ass father. <laughs> <laughs> Brace, you know a great deal about Robert Maxwell. Robert
0: Maxwell at this point was 900 pounds <laughs> and five foot four. Did didn't they
1: like call him like the Beast?
0: Yeah, Rob, Well, he was. It's funny because he was really handsome and charming and smooth. Uh, let's let's back up here a little bit about Robert. He was a uh, Jewish man, much like myself, and then that is where the similarity ends, I assure you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> born in Czechoslovakia, which also became Hungary. It's like one of those regions between uh, in, in, in Middle Europa that that uh, changed hands quite a few times. Um, he fled to Britain during World War II, uh, joined British, uh, the British Army, became an officer, mm-hmm. possibly committed a war crime by killing an unarmed German officer, which he was oh. being investigated for. No harm, no foul. With that one, fine with me. Uh, everyone he knew, I believe, was killed uh, in the Holocaust, and he started despising Hungarians. That is besides the point. <laughs> he 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 was smart because he brought up basically all these German like technical manuals like, immediately after the war ended and started pergamot. Per, per,
1: Pergamon Press. Press. Yeah, we're going to talk about them a little bit later.
0: And made a bunch of money off of that. And then uh, created this giant publishing empire, ruled it like a tyrant, uh, started looking like shit immediately after Get Rich, with much respect on that, because <laughs> I would too, and became basically a rival to Rupert Murdoch, often actually called, and I hate to say this, the Socialist Rupert Murdoch, because he was once a labor MP. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, so he married a woman named Elizabeth Maxwell,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Betty, as they called her.
0: Oh, yeah, that's generally, but you and shortened she, Elizabeth,
1: too. yeah, Elizabeth, no relation, described her husband as, quote, bullying, unfaithful, and frequently absent.
0: You know, she died in poverty.
1: Yes. Due to, well, we'll talk about Robert's death in a minute. Yeah. So they had nine kids. My man. <laughs> nine children: Robert,
0: Bobby, Buston,
1: <laughs> Gillane, Ian, Kevin, Isabel, Christine. They're twins. Kareen, Philip, Anne, and Michael.
0: So Kareen died at three. Yes. And and one, one of, of the brothers. Brothers. brothers was,
1: yeah. So actually, one of the brothers. He was, I, th- he. Uh, I think he was like thirteen when Gillane was born. Mm-hmm. But like two days, this is so crazy, you guys, like two days before Ghislaine was born, yeah. he was in a car, her brother was in a car accident,
0: uh-huh.
1: immediately in a coma uh-huh. for six years.
0: Six year coma?
1: Six year coma. And then. My God. Yeah. And so apparently. Maxwell. Betty. Betty Maxwell. Yeah. Mama Mama Ghislaine mm-hmm. says that Ghislaine developed anorexia as a toddler to deal with the horror of her brother's coma
0: wait wait
1: anorexia <laughs>
0: as she is the most advanced woman known to man i mean it's not i've never heard of that how do you develop anorexia that's just not eating because you're like no food's gross because i'm a baby
1: yeah i don't think babies really have that i know it's very strange ugh, she's
0: like trying to like it's ugh, i'm i'm uh, that's gross also like how are you even affected by a coma of someone you never met when they were not in a coma when you're a toddler
1: I know, it's all very, well, I mean. If, she must you be know, an empath. But also, if you've got absent parents, you know.
0: Yes. And Robert was. Not a was, lot of
1: physical, I mean, if the mother is distressed, mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of physical contact with the mother, that can be very, you know, that's imprints on the child. Happened to me. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. My mother was like a drug addict.
1: Oh, baby, please. Uh,
0: so, Robert was quite busy around that time fucking everything that moved <laughs> in his like so- he had like a Trumpian like gold Ugh. like penthouse basically that he he screwed everything that walked in
1: yes apparently well I guess Gillian was Robert's favorite daughter mm-hmm. um much to the most likely chagrin of the other daughters
0: I would assume that would not make them happy
1: yes We were about I think about 10 years older than her at the time yeah so that's big difference uh yeah, it's uh, he sounds like a real patriarch. In all classic. senses of the word. Classic.
0: He would make Glaine, they found they found actually a letter from 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 her to him. He would make her go to these parties and then write up reports about what everyone said about him afterwards.
1: Yeah, he would interrogate all of the kids at the dinner table, like at their manor in England, grilling them about geopolitics mm-hmm. and foreign leaders and what was going on in the news.
0: I guess we would be a little remiss not to mention exactly what his relationship with some foreign leaders was.
1: Well, that's the thing. So he was a, quote, publishing tycoon. Yes. And he was. He was. He and that's, he definitely that's was an MP in Parliament. Mm-hmm. But as we've alluded to and talked about on the show before, uh, Robert Maxwell was also what some have called a super spy.
0: Yes, he was basically, so the way it works in intelligence is that there are agents and there are assets and Maxwell blurred the lines between those. He, first of all, he basically like financed Israel's beginning air force in like 47. He got him planes. Huh which is yeah, that's a little kind of early for him too.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then worked for them as just a pro. We'll do a whole episode on him later. We, cause we yeah, because we too- want to get
1: into the kids.
0: Yeah, but he was a prolific spy. Yes. Uh, possibly also was the person who lured the whistleblower on the Israel's nuclear program who went to England, lured him back to the embassy, had him black bagged, taken back to Israel's secret closed door trial. Oof. Yeah. Buried? Well, we'll talk about that later. How he yeah. Was buried.
1: So, um, he, which we've mentioned before, he died um, basically in the midst of almost bankruptcy, a bankruptcy scandal. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's almost an understatement. Yeah. He had actually, because he was a super rich guy, right?
1: Yeah. Until but, he wasn't.
0: Yeah, but which yeah, he was too. running out of money, and he was possibly also threatening Israel with exposing a lot of their secrets if they didn't give him a bunch of, if they didn't basically bail him out, which may have been why he was pushed off the yacht. Excuse me, fell off his yacht. Well,
1: that's the thing. So yeah, he, in 1991, he was found in the ocean Mm -hmm. off the Canary Islands. Yeah. And they said, off of his yacht, the Lady Uh Gillane, named after his favorite daughter. Mm -hmm. And there was a real question, even the New York Times said, put, fell or pushed. Yes. Although some speculated suicide because of uh, the nature of his financial situation.
0: And his financial situation was this. He was ripping off everybody's pensions. Like there were no pensions anymore anywhere in his empire Oof. not for everybody but for almost everybody uh you can actually listen to there's some i think uh witness b b c shorts about like uh it was one of them about a journalist who kind of got ripped off by him, which just was in his empire hmm. uh but yeah he uh took like hundreds of millions of dollars from his employees.
1: So when the New York Times was reporting that he went uh, his death, they said, meanwhile, colleagues who knew of telephone conversations Mr. Maxwell had from the yacht with family members and business associates in the hours before he died, expressed bafflement, saying there was nothing in his manner to suggest he was distressed or acting oddly.
0: Does this remind you of something, my fair lady? Hmm. I seem to recall a certain other uh, Jewish—I billion- should just say billionaire um, financier. <laughs> financier. I, it's remember I'm Jewish, so it's okay. Assistant. Uh, <laughs> a uh, certain other financier uh, billionaire who was uh, in high spirits before his sudden, mysterious, and convenient
1: demise. Yes, I. Yeah, it sounds a lot like the reporting around Jeffrey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Anyway. Israel gives him a state funeral. You, As one, everyone gets that. Uh, attended by the, com- the country's political elite, and he was buried on the Mount of Olives yes. in Jerusalem.
0: With military honors, I believe. Oh, boy. Or maybe it's just state honors, but regardless, it's...
1: So one of the, part of um, Maxwell's uh, newspaper empire is actually the New York Daily News.
0: Oh.
1: And so it's... Interesting, because a lot of reporting around Gillane says that she, in the in the months after her father's death, mm-hmm. is when she left Britain to move to the States, to like yes. start a new life. On a Concord whatever. jet. Yes, on a Concord jet, yes. But actually, some reporting at the time uh, kind of paints a different story, which says that uh, Robert actually asked her to move to New York to sort of... Establish the Maxwell name Mm -hmm. in society, in New York society, to kind of like gin up support for the newspaper. Yeah, he was pretty big. Get information into the papers, into the gossip pages, society connections, et cetera, et cetera. You
0: told me about a specific society connection they wanted to make, uh, marriage wise, right? Oh, yeah,
1: he was obsessed with, allegedly, obsessed with the idea of getting Gillane. To marry JFK Jr.
0: That's weird because, you know, I have that weird connection to the Kennedys.
1: I know. But also, it's also just very funny given the whole Q situation.
0: Yes, JFK Jr. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. But so the other thing, too, to remember, which which I always found fascinating, is that basically the Maxwell name, mm-hmm. shortly before Robert's death... Had been like completely ruined, absolutely
0: thrown in the mud. It was
1: like trash,
0: yeah, in
1: the UK. And so a lot of the kids came to the states because they knew no one would knew who they were, Mm -hmm. which is kind of an interest. I mean, you know, you think back; it's not like the internet, you know. Yeah. So you know, across the pond, you. I guess they didn't have some British lady, yeah, yeah. So Ghislaine sets up shop in the early Mm nineties in. Bright Lights, big city, Manhattan.
0: She lived in the friend's apartment.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, her, Jeffrey, and five other girls. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll be there for And she you. <laughs> was going around
0: insisting that uh, her father was murdered.
1: Yeah, she was obsessed with the idea, apparently, that Robert was murdered by... what She said Mossad agents... And also Sicilian mobsters? Well, a little...
0: Let's put a little point on that because the mob and intelligence agencies have been sometimes basically indistinguishable from each other. Uh, Yeah. I mean, look at JFK. Right, right, right. Uh, And it's so... uh, That's not that far-fetched. I mean, especially around...
1: The Sicilian, I I like that, just the little detail about them being Sicilian and not Italian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're not. She's a Sicilian nationalist uh, sympathizer. (laughs) So, you know, there's not a lot of, there's a couple of gossip items Mm -hmm. about her in the late 90s, but not a lot until the early 2000s when that's like, right when they start kind of reporting on Jeffrey, yes, in the society pages. Mm -hmm. And Ghislaine is sort of rumored to be obviously his girlfriend. Then it's reported that she is his girlfriend, but it didn't work out. But now they remain best of friends. And that
0: she was uh, very adept at hooking him up with her friends.
1: Yes. This is from an old piece. In one way, they are soulmates, yet they are hardly companions anymore. It's a nice conventional relationship where they serve each other's purposes. Oof. So, curiously, the New York Post, in the late 90s, had this to say about Epstein. And this is so funny because, well, I'll say in a second why this is so funny. Epstein is an enigmatic figure. Mm-hmm. Rumors abound, including wild ones, about a career in the Mossad and, contrarily, the CIA. Contrarily?
0: Contrarily?
1: Some have even said that he was once a concert pianist. He seems to deny nothing and admits even less. And here's one of the former girlfriends said, he told me he was a spy hired by corporations to find major amounts of money, which he which had been embezzled. So this is something we'd heard before, but I just love that. So this is stuff that was being alleged in Y2K. Yeah. As we used to call it, uh, I've heard. Hmm.
0: Um <laughs> you were just a baby then, this mm-hmm. you were suckling at my breast. How could you have well, even <laughs> 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 um. yeah, it's baby anorexia? <laughs>
1: um, no, but so you know, all this like, especially in the you know, mainstream, lamestream media, mm-hmm. all this like, we don't know if Jeffrey was CIA. Like, we don't know if he was involved in it. It's like, no, you bozos yeah. have been talking about this. For over 10 years. Yeah,
0: honk, honk, you fucking clowns. Like, yeah, who's this is, Joker?
1: We got this from we you. We got Jokers in the papers. Exactly, yeah. this Jokers to is- the left of me, clowns on the right. Everyone, yeah, damaged beyond repair. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say that anyone who's still questioning, all of our listeners, I'm sure you get some concerned troll friends. We're like, I don't know. I'm boring and have no imagination and no one likes me. It's
0: conspiracy. You know, it's Occam's razor. I will use that razor (laughs) to cut your throat, bitch. To make you a fucking falsetto. I will remove (laughs) your balls. We will make a new generation of castrati, some scoptics. You
1: can't stop saying that.
0: I can't stop saying castrati.
1: Anyway, this is, yeah, it's been in the papers. Yeah. This is known. Also, it's crazy that they say Mossad and contrarily the CIA.
0: It's people love to pretend like the CIA and Mossad are like somehow at odds, or that like my my favorite is when people think that Israel somehow controls America. When it's it's
1: Israel is the CIA
0: op. It's like the, It's it's the, it's that. literally yeah. You might as well. It's fucking. It's <laughs> it's uh, uh, like yeah. They Center if you're yourself, president Bruce. of Israel, you are the station chief. For Palestine, is what that means. Right. Like it is. Yeah. It is. It is basically a fucking military outpost. Um.
1: Like Israel is just a military base for yeah, the United States. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, All right. I hope I don't get shit for that.
0: Well, it's w- 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 what's going to happen. Some. Yeah. I guess la- labor friends of Israel are going to put some charges up on mm-hmm. you.
1: So okay. So let's uh sh- for a second. Mm-hmm. This is. You know, so we're looking into Ghislaine, and she's very like like they described Jeffrey, very enigmatic figure.
0: Especially during this period,
1: a big fixture in New York society, mm-hmm. as is well documented with her appearance at, of course, Chelsea Clinton's wedding.
0: Yes, with her little her little little poke out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a cute little
1: photo. I, um, photo but bomber. also all the you know she's all over Getty, you know getty images society functions mm-hmm. she's in the papers girl about town yeah so looking into this what was really interesting was then what happened to her sisters
0: because they were girls about a different town
1: yeah okay so we want to focus a little bit we're going to kind of like move the conversation mm-hmm. out of the Gillane orbit And into the Christine and Isabel Maxwell orbit. Now, these are the older twins. Twins. I was just about to say something, but I'm not going to anymore. Satanic. No.
0: Much more open to Satanism. I don't think so. A twin, there is, mm, okay. But there is
1: something, you know, they've got, twin telepathy is a thing.
0: Twin telepathy is an absolute thing. I know a twin. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I know two twins. Yeah. One set of Twins. Shout out, Rosa, Bella. So, love wait, do you. you know?
0: Are these four people you're talking about? or two? See, this is why One it gets confusing. One set of twins. You just
1: know. You know two, two people. people. Yeah. Okay. One set of twins. Yeah. They're great.
0: Twins? Huh.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh. Yeah. They
0: So they are. Rather different. But also kind of similar. Yes. to Some so other members they, of the family.
1: They also move to the United States. To the West Coast. The West Coast. The West Coast. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Christine Maxwell.
0: Well, she actually, in the 70s, worked as a middle school teacher.
1: That's right. Christine, okay, this is so weird. So Christine goes, she's a middle school teacher. Mm-hmm. She then... She like publishes a like dictionary.
0: Yeah, the Per perma, Pergamon. I can't. I don't know why I can't say this. The Pergamon Dictionary of Perfect Spelling, uh, which was a dictionary for dyslexic people,
1: which is very sweet, mm-hmm. very great. But then, do you know? Do you know what her next career was? No. Tech. Oh. Which makes total sense. Yeah,
0: well, who among us hasn't gone from being a middle school teacher? To being a tech baron, actually, let's let's be clear. She was like a tech queen.
1: Yeah, so she, um, <laughs> she goes from being a book editor in publishing in England to then being a co-founder of one of the first mm-hmm. internet search engines in the United States.
0: That would be Magellan, Magellan, Magellan. slash Excite.
1: Magellan was bought by Excite.
0: Gotcha. For
1: a cool $16 million.
0: That's nothing.
1: So I just want to like, okay, well, just... Because this, when I was reading about this, it started to really blow my mind. She was
0: the creator of it.
1: Yes. Christine and her twin sister, Isabel, created uh, one, what they called one of the first internet dictionaries. But it wasn't. It was a search engine. Yes. In September 1995. Now... They also worked with, this is where it's going to get weird, you guys. I'm sorry. That Christine Maxwell's husband, Roger Molina. Mm -hmm. Now, that name probably doesn't sound too familiar, but perhaps his father does. His father was Frank Molina.
0: Of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory.
1: Yes. Now, Brace, do you know what the Jet Propulsion Laboratory was?
0: Uh, only kind of, and I'll be bad at explaining. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Frank Molina worked with another famous man named Jack Parsons out of Caltech in 1936 to 1940, which was at uh, basically the Guggenheim Aeronautical Laboratory, which went on to become the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. It was a
0: NASA thing later, too, right?
1: Later, it gets contracted by NASA. But this is basically the only university-based rocket research center. They're basically, they were looking into jet propulsion technology. Mm-hmm. And after their work at Caltech, it gets swooped up by the Army, mm-hmm. by DOD, and funded through there.
0: The one thing I do know is that they later were, worked very closely in collaboration with a uh, celebrated freedom lover and champion of democracy, Werner von Braun.
1: Yes, yes. The
0: famed Nazi who was the uh, prize piggy of Operation Paperclip. Operation Paperclip is the operation where American uh, intelligence removed as many Nazi scientists as possible from Germany before the Soviets could get them. Right. And so it led to a lot of people who had done some very nasty things, including creating the V-2 rocket uh, and various uh, instruments used in the uh, annihilation of the Jews to working pretty plum jobs in places like the JPL.
1: Yes. So, okay, before we get any further down this rabbit hole, because there's more guys, I just want to pull back for a second yeah. and lay it out again. Ghislaine Maxwell's twin sisters moved to Silicon Valley, found, start up a, the first, one of the first internet search companies... Along with Christine's husband, Roger Molina, who is basically, I mean, he's a scientist, and we'll get into him in a second, whose father worked with U.S. military on jet propulsion technology in Los Angeles in the late 30s, early 40s.
0: Mm-hmm. And there was some other weird shit going down there, too.
1: Yes. So the team at the Jill Propulsion Lab was famously called the Suicide Squad. Yeah. And that's where that name comes from. But perhaps people are more familiar with Jack Parsons, who worked with Frank Molina. Now, Jack Parsons...
0: He was in The Birds.
1: No. <laughs> he was a devoted follower of Aleister Crowley.
0: Mr. Crowley! The Aleister Crowley. Yes. Do what thou wilt, that shall be the whole of the law, Aleister Crowley.
1: Yes. Parsons had a house, which was more like a compound uh-huh. in Pasadena. Yeah, it was called the Agape Ranch or something like that? Agape Lodge.
0: A uh, Agape Lodge. I don't which like that. Basically,
1: it was a commune, self-sufficient commune, mm-hmm. that had livestock farms, which they said, you know, eating, but also doing blood sacrifice, Mm -hmm. and that he used the garage for chemical experiments. So this is a quote from from people describing the scene in Pasadena at the time. It's full of people with, quote, masks on. Some had costumes on. Women were weirdly dressed. It was like walking into a Fellini movie. Mm. Women were walking around in togas and weird makeup. Some dressed up like animals, like a costume party.
0: Doesn't take a true detective to figure out what was going on. I mean, there. for God's
1: sakes! I mean, this that is, is a little crazy. on the fucking nose. This is crazy.
0: Absolutely. So this is Christine Maxwell's husband's father was basically in this Agape Lodge doing God knows what with God knows who these women were. Not well, a, also creating insane missiles and stuff with ex-Nazis.
1: Yes. Thank you, Bryce. That was a great way to lay it out.
0: Okay. Not
1: only that. Yeah. There's Jack Parsons was by the man himself mm-hmm. allegedly supposedly in correspondence described as Crowley's American protégé.
0: Yes, he was.
1: Um, do you want to say a little bit about Crowley? Just so, surface because we're, we, we got to save a real, yeah, we got to we'll do have a full episode burner
0: involving more about this. Yeah. But Crowley, as we know, was a famous uh, magic, but he was one of those guys that spelled magic K M A G I C K. Sex magic guy. Uh, blood sugar sex. <laughs> I <laughs> sorry, mean, I'm I not going to say it. Not going to say blood sugar sex magic. Uh, and. Was basically like a Rasputin figure without a Tsarina to attach himself mm-hmm. to. Uh, floated through uh, London and uh, New York society. Uh, shot dope, which much respect, hard to do. Uh, and f- actually he wasn't that good at it because I think he died from heroin. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about that. But uh, he uh, his whole thing was he wanted to resurrect a goddess, I believe, Babylon.
1: Mm. Uh, that wasn't his whole thing, but it was it one of the part of his thing. This yeah. is in the, what, his founding religion or cult. Mm-hmm. O.T.O.? Um, yes, that's the name of it. The Ortis, uh Shit. Telemic. Ordus tel- Templi... Orientis,
0: yeah of which there are still oto temples around
1: Mm -hmm, but this is the telemic religion i guess you would call it
0: and he had some dealings with of course the uh hermetic order of the golden dawn different from the greek golden dawn (laughs) and actually probably just judging by latest articles that came out more successful (laughs) 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 and have killed less people uh yeah, so Crowley was, you know, Mister
1: Crowley. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, okay. So that's famous just famous black magic guy. Just a little bit about him, but so Parsons was also in the mix with another bizarro occultish figure. No, Ron Hubbard.
0: L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. Jesus. And actually,
1: um, so apparently, allegedly. At one point, Hubbard was living at the Pasadena compound with Parsons. Uh uh, And Parsons would write to Crowley singing praises of Hubbard and saying that he had the keys for Parsons being able to do the ritual to summon the goddess Babylon. Yes. And Crowley was very suspicious of Hubbard. From what I read in their correspondence.
0: Yeah, Crowley could be fairly fickle about the people who... Other people he sort of saw as competition, too.
1: Mm, or he let into his orbit. Yes. So, very strange. And as... I mean, there's lots of weird stuff with Hubbard and also the U.S. government. hmm um,
0: And he, of, of course, the Scientology has their one of their vaults, which can actually be seen from overhead satellite images, Right near the Zorro Ranch compound.
1: Oh Jesus Christ! So just before we get back to the children, really quick, Parsons died, 37, in a quote unquote accident.
0: Yeah, at axi- age
1: 37, not the year 37.
0: Involving me. his an accident, a work accident.
1: Yeah, he uh, uh, apparently he also had died penniless. He had spent all of his money into this occult, mm-hmm. and people kind of thought he was crazy. Um, and so he was trying to sell, at the moment of his untimely demise... Yeah. Uh, you know, let's call it a coinkydink. Yeah. That he was attempting to sell rocket information to the Israelis.
0: Yes.
1: Very strange.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Now, who else was perhaps involved with the Israelis at this time? That would be what actually... Okay.
0: Yeah. And who else was involved with... Basically, Rockets and the Israelis, obviously. Robin Maxwell, too, with the whistleblower. And yes. Uh, small world. It's crazy.
1: It's just, you know, it gets smaller every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love, okay, I love so being connected. Roger Molina also... Okay, so that was a Parsons. I don't want to get that confused with Frank Molina, who was just his comrade in arms. That's his own description. But um, Roger Molina strangely enough had this to say about his father Frank Molina mm-hmm. my father started oh after the kind of you know he left the Jelt Propulsion Lab he was um, accused by the government of being a communist actually the, uh, big McCarthy sweep. honorable yeah but Roger Molina claims that basically not only was his dad there was an FBI warrant out for his dad mm-hmm. but also that his dad was an FBI agent
0: an actual FBI agent
1: yes so it's very confusing. Yeah. Where is it?
0: This is, yeah, this is starting to sound a little familiar.
1: So back to Christine. Now that we've given that little background information. So Christine and Frank Molina's son, Roger Molina, mm-hmm. and Christine's twin sister, Isabel, found this company. Magellan. Magellan. They sell it to Excite. $18 million, actually,
0: 18, it looks like. Isn't that what I said? He said 16. Oh, sorry. But she's the one who wrote the notes, so it's, you know.
1: (laughs) Um, They sell the company. Then they kind of go their separate ways. Mm -hmm. And um, Christine goes on to found a company, or goes on to partner with a company called Chiliad.
0: Yeah, sometimes pronounced Kiliad, which gives me a little bit of a shiver.
1: Kiliad. Now, that is Greek for? Millennium. Millennium. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, do you want to talk about them for a little bit?
0: So, Kiliad, it's a little difficult to parse because a lot of their uh, sort of promotional materials, first of all, seem very budget. Like it's it's all in my head because they're 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 narrated.
1: Nineties, the yeah.
0: But all the videos are narrated by a woman with a sort of older British accent, which I'm almost positive was Christine Maxwell. Yes. Uh, but they created a program for law enforcement agencies that, let me get these quotes up here. Um, so, Kiliad is basically, here. here's a little quote. For nearly 10 years, Kiliad Incorporated has been quietly working behind the scenes to develop some of the most powerful and innovative software in the U.S. government's anti-terrorism Arsenal.
1: Yeah, so this was after 9/11.
0: Yeah, they and,
1: Yeah, go on.
0: So here from a description of them, the uh, the FBI which has 8,000 active user accounts representing intelligence agents, uh, analysts and agents from the FBI and multi-agency joint counterterrorism task forces. So it's 8 8,000 uni- uh, users Across at this time, across the different intelligence agencies in the U.S. These users execute one million searches and analyze each month uh, and analysis each month to connect the dots across more than 700 million records and documents from more than 50 multi-agency, multi-format, data sources connected to the National Counterterrorism Center and to databases of the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the Pentagon with an average execution time of four to six seconds. So basically, they are connecting the records on each person across different agencies. This has always been the dream of intelligence agencies in the U.S., and in fact, across the world.
1: Now, this sounds eerily similar to... Promise.
0: Yes, which is the software that Robert Maxwell, well, the, the Israeli government stole. That Robert Maxwell helped hawk to different governments, and which included a backdoor put in by the Israelis, so they could look up at the information. It's almost exactly the same.
1: So this, what's even crazier, is that there's a there's a paper, peer reviewed paper, published
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, by Christine earlier than. Kiliad getting this, basically this massive contract with U.S. government. Yeah. Um, This was published in 1997. And this is what she had to say about the project. In our opinion, corporate nirvana is the use of data mining tools and data warehousing will only be achieved when companies link the concept of data mining to equally sophisticated information retrieval tools. These tools will work on the basis of combined machine and human intervention in more intelligent ways than those presently offered in today's information retrieval tools. Corporations will need to run two complementary data information retrieval processes. One process will literally mine data and allow software to detect hidden patterns. Another process will query information through the posing of specific questions and secure targeted answers. Machine learning is in its present state is nowhere near the capacities of a human. After 30 years of artificial intelligence research, we can no longer claim with a straight face that machines can replace humans. Instead, we are looking for ways in which the machine can aid in a specially integrated fashion, rather than replacing human intervention. We believe that the remedy is still for human and machines to work together in order to extract the most useful knowledge from a database.
0: This all sounds a lot like social credit.
1: Yeah, there's, you know, there's definitely some emerging internal logic.
0: Absolutely, like you're seeing, like, oh, well, you know, these government agencies can can sort of use these cross tabs and and, and connect the dots between these different, let's say, user profiles uh, across the different agencies, uh, in order to to create like a complete profile on someone. And that logic, of course, extends to the private sector as well.
1: Yes. So it's all very strange. I. Uh, so basically, <laughs> again, back up. After leaving, after selling off her startup mm-hmm. with her sister, she then goes on to found or is head up as the CEO of an Israeli company. Yep. Dedicated to, quote-unquote, connecting the dots between intelligence services and private companies Mm -hmm. for data mining and, like, purposes. Complete
0: uh, social profile on somebody.
1: Complete social profiling. Sells this to DOD, FBI, NSA, and private companies. Yeah, the FDA even.
0: In in fact, they call it a nation-sized cloud.
1: Ugh. Nation-sized. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this sound a lot like what we were talking about with Facebook?
0: Absolutely sounds like what we are talking about with Facebook. Which,
1: as we know, quite possibly another DoD project.
0: Yeah, and a lot of similarities between This is between making
1: my things. brain swirl.
0: I'm thinking maybe tech might not be so great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting that. I'm getting a little creepy vibe from it.
1: But so this is, as we mentioned, eerily similar to the Promise software that Christine's father allegedly sold to the israelis
0: yeah in, it, it's almost indistinguishable in, and in a lot of ways this
1: contract this intelligence contract mm-hmm. was secured post 9 11 yeah which there's some questions about israel's involvement <laughs> in 9 11 yes there
0: are and the u.s government's involvement in 9-11. And
1: lots of people's involvement. Uh, the,
0: uh, Kiliad also built, I believe, the investigative data warehouse for the FBI, which is a searchable database uh, operated by the agency, um, which sounds good, right? <laughs> that sounds cool. That sounds like something you'd want Ghislaine Maxwell's sister to be involved with, right?
1: Well, before we run out of time, I do want to touch a little bit on also what Gillane and Christine's other sister got involved in Isabel. after they sold this search engine. Okay. Isabel Maxwell also went to go work for an Australian company.
0: Mm-hmm. Comtouch. Now, what's Comtouch? Comtouch uh, is a, according to, uh, well, it's now called Siren Limited, a cloud-based internet security technology company providing security as a service and threat intelligence solutions to businesses.
1: Um, so, but even weirder about this, uh, her going to this company is that prior to this little startup that she did with her sister, which didn't really go anywhere. I mean, it got bought, but it didn't go anywhere. That's the
0: dream, right?
1: Um, is that prior to that, she was a film director. Yeah. And so I have some real questions about why an Israeli company is hiring her as a CEO. Of an email.
0: It's a little weird. She also, I think, has a master's in education, which I think both sisters do. It's a little weird that both of these sisters just became like uh, huge tech people involved in basically the same part of the industry, which is security and analysis and data and and have their 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 products spread across so many different companies too yes uh it's it's siren offers endpoint protection uh which i think i sort of understand what that means but they are involved with all of your smart fridges uh with a bunch of cell phone companies mobile like uh phone manufacturers um they're, they got their fingers in a lot of pies. But they're providing security.
1: Yes. It's all very weird. So not only... So Ghislaine's got her own shit going on. Yeah. Right? But the two girls, the two sisters, mm-hmm. like, not only, you know, by blood relation, husband, linked to, we'll just name it all out, D.O.D., Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Nazi physicist. Yep. Uh FBI. FBI. Israel. Israel.
0: Uh missile manufacturers.
1: <laughs> also tied into Silicon Valley.
0: Uh in it, it's inseparable at this point.
1: The search with search functionality and search you know, search algorithms. Yeah. Developing that. Also tied in to national security apparatus Mm -hmm. intelligence software
0: your smart refrigerator
1: your smart refrigerator and uh, theoretical work around the possibilities of data mining and human and machine intelligence
0: yes so that's the Maxwell family for you
1: I mean, and we haven't even gotten into the brothers. <laughs> no. They or kind the of seem of like little dead. fail sons,
0: though. They, they, they kind like, of
1: remind me of the Trump kids.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. They
1: actually, the two brothers, um, they, I can't remember, there was like some lawsuit where they they were like embroiled in a lawsuit about committing fraud, and it yeah. was like, a really obviously terrible, like, stupid... Isn't Bill Browder tied into all this, too? Oh, my God. We are not even getting... We don't have time to get into that. But
0: just to let you people know, Bill Browder, look him up, but uh, son of Earl Browder.
1: Yeah, also, allegedly the protege of Robert Maxwell.
0: Yeah. So, Jesus fucking Christ.
1: So, we've got a lot of... I mean, this is just what's, like, emerging from this entire podcast. It's, like, the crosshairs of intelligence... Silicon Valley, technology, rich people, of course, yeah, the uh, mob, Israel, the CIA,
0: mm hmm, um, uh, I'm trying to think of other people, pedophiles, <laughs> DOD, <laughs> yeah, uh, FBI, artificial intelligence, uh, being frozen after you're dead, I mean, cryo freezing,
1: yeah, and sexual perversion, mm-hmm. oh, and the occult. Yes. So basically, Pizzagate's real.
0: Mm-hmm. And Babylon will be reborn. Oh in Liz. No. Yes. No,
1: she's redhead, apparently.
0: Well, I can die ya. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, okay, that's been a lot.
0: Yes. Yeah, that is a lot to take in. Uh, l- l- close your eyes, reconnect your Telemic energy from Earth to sky, and sit with me in prayer
1: no don't do any of that on that no i'm okay. a god-fearing woman
0: yeah i'm a, i'm more afraid of satan
1: <laughs> well you know fair enough
0: uh yeah so thank you for sticking with us through all that i know it's yeah, a lot
1: sorry guys if we went on for too long not our fault <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much out there they should have done this are committed to bringing you the truth we
0: will see you next week. That is this is me, your host, Brace Robert, Maxwell, Crowley Belden. I'm Liz. And, and Join my producer Young Chomsky. Uh,
1: and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, 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 Jeff for Come here. come here.